to be here on this Sunday after our celebration of Easter, but it's also Easter for those in the Eastern Church, and we need to celebrate that as well. Uh, I don't know why the word hasn't gotten out. The pews aren't all full, but you know. Uh, call me crazy, but that it is Easter. In fact, we celebrate Easter every Sunday. For a long time, my attention has been drawn to Thomas and that beautiful gospel about the encounter of the risen one and his disciples and then his encounter with Thomas. However, as I was preparing for today, the Holy Spirit was giving me a shove. It was a little more than a push because I was resistant. Uh, to look at, again at the first letter of Peter. In it we read, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. By his great mercy, he has given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The living hope that we have in Jesus Christ is a gift. It's a living gift. It's about our new birth. If you can remember a week ago, we were really at the Easter vigil celebrating that new light, that new birth, that new life. And in most, in many places, if there is to be a baptism, it happens at that vigil as a symbol of this new birth for all of us in the resurrection of Jesus. In a later portion of this same letter, we read and rejoice with an indescribable and glorious joy. Hold that joy, that Easter joy, that new life that you have. Hold it through everything, through the ups and the downs and the ins and the outs. It's a constant that living hope that we have through this resurrection. And it's kind of easy for us to kind of be hopeful about that. But it is at the core of our faith. I came across, again, a poem uh, by Mary Oliver called The Ponds. And in it, she reflects on lilies in a pond. Most of you probably know her poetry, and it's so vivid and so nature-oriented. And in this poem, she writes, Every year, the lilies are so perfect, I can hardly believe. Yeah. So my little brain made a leap to all the lilies. Don't you love coming into church on Easter? And we can hardly believe it. It's so beautiful. And she continues marveling at the perfection of the lilies. Of course, she's talking about those lovely things in ponds. You know, they're just gorgeous. And she writes, I bend closer and see how this one is clearly lopsided. And that one wears an orange blight. And this one is glossy, its glossy cheek half nibbled away. And that one is a slumped purse full of its own unstoppable decay. Hmm. Is that us? Are we those beautiful Easter lilies? And yet, of course, we're not perfect. And, you know, sad to say, I'm much keener aware now than I was many years ago. Uh, we, we do have this unstoppable decay going on. Um, 
you know, your foot hurts, your eyes hurt, but it's just amazing. <laughs> but then she continues, still, what I want in my life is to be willing to be dazzled, to cast aside the weight of facts, and maybe even to float a little above this difficult world. I want to believe I am looking into the white fire of a great mystery. I want to believe that the imperfections are nothing, that the light is everything, that it is more than the sum of each flawed blossom rising and fading, and I do. We look into the great white fire of the mystery of the resurrection, and this lifts us a little above this difficult world. And this helps us as we believe. Another place in that wonderful letter of Peter's, even though you don't see, you love him. You love the Lord. The gift of resurrection is that we, as Christians, love the Lord. And the Lord has risen. And that means that we, too, is that the refrain, and yet I rise, I rise, and fall its way. So as we look into the white fire of the mystery, the mystery of resurrection, we find the grace for our lives. And going into Thomas, it's such a wonderful, rich story, isn't it? Thomas said, I will not believe and then he meets Jesus. And Jesus invites him to touch him. To know him. We are so much like Thomas. But I think it's a little shade of difference. It's almost, we can't quite believe it because it's too good to be true. This resurrection gift, this grace that we have, we can't quite believe it. And then something happens. Grace breaks into our lives. We look into the white fire of mystery. And we know, we know someplace deep in our soul that we have met the risen Lord. And that the risen Lord meets us in those places of challenge in our lives where we find again new life in Christ. It's our only hope, really. And it makes me terribly sad, terribly sad, to know that there are those who live without that hope. I recently was doing a memorial speech for a friend, God lover. She had terrible cancer, died too young. We were setting up hospice care. I was sitting with her. And they said, well, we have a chaplain service. And she said, oh, no. And she points to me. <laughs> no, this is a woman who doesn't go to church worth the door. Um, and she said, well, I'm spiritual, not religious. And that's all her friends. Her friends all told me, oh, we're spiritual, not religious. So I said, well, if I had 
could gather all the people who tell me they are spiritual but not religious. I would fill every church in Christendom. And so, how do we help? How do we help our brothers and sisters meet the risen Lord? Now, I have no one answer for that question. But I know that that is what we are called to do. We are called to bring that peace be with you. That love of Jesus, whom we don't see but we love. And the hope of the resurrection to a world that desperately needs it. To help others, to, to know ourselves when we encounter Christ, and to help others to encounter Christ. Thomas Merton has written about the resurrection, just a terrific, um, insightful uh, reflection uh, that I want to share with you. Um, and perhaps I've shared it before, but it's worth sharing twice, maybe three times. Who knows how many times I've been there? Thomas Merton wrote, True encounter with Christ in the Word of God awakens something in the depths of our being, something we did not know was there. True encounter with Christ liberates something in us, a power we did not know we had, a hope, a capacity for life, a resilience, an ability to bounce back when we thought we were completely defeated, a capacity to grow and change, a power of creative transformation. My prayer is that we will encounter the risen Christ in the Word, in the sacrament, in one another, and become that transforming power in this difficult world. Amen.